Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 31. I'm Nick Cole. I'm Single White Medusa. You sound so chipper today. Hey, I'm a good actress. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We had a pretty good day yesterday. We did. Yeah, it was very nice. We went kayaking around the Newport Beach, what is that, harbor, would yeah, you call it? Yeah, Lido Island. Lido Isle, as some like to say. Yeah. Although now it identifies as an island. <laughs> I like that. So we had a good time there. Then we went to a French cafe, and you had a nice glass of champagne, and I had a hot, dark cup of cappuccino with mm. some good foam. Yeah. And uh, we had a salad, and we watched the, uh, the French and the Portuguese duke it out. So that was fun. Yeah, because I'm half Portuguese, so yeah, we like Portugal, but then we like France too, yeah. and they're all French there, so yeah, it it's very it's a very expat kind of place. And then we finished out the evening with a nice round of uh, chilled oysters on a hot day. It was good. It was very good. Yeah, and then we came home to find out that Joe Biden is basically threatening America, saying that uh, you shouldn't get uppity about your us wanting to take away your guns. There's nothing you can do. Don't look at examples of Vietnam or Afghanistan. Um, We have nuclear weapons, and we have F-15s, and you don't. So in one move, Joe Biden made the argument, made two arguments. The first argument he made um, is for why you have guns, because there's the American president up there threatening people with actual nuclear weapons. So what he was saying is like, you don't have nuclear weapons, but I do. So are you really saying, Joe Biden, you would you would indiscriminately nuke portions of the United States to maintain your tyrannical control? That was one argument he was saying. Or, you know, do gun runs on Huntington Beach with an F-15, which Newsom already did. Now, that's twice that the government has revealed their desire to use military weapons against a populace that disagrees with them. Mm-hmm. And is so he made that argument. And then the next argument that the half-wit unwittingly made was um, for, for the fact that we should have those weapons. As in, like, you're basically saying that if we don't have those weapons, we can't protest against you. So therefore, you're, you're saying that the Second Amendment allows for those weapons. Yeah. They allow for the purchase of F-15s where we can find them, or it's actually people, there are plans on the internet how to make a nuclear weapon. I mean, like, I've said it before, the man who makes an enemy out of his own people is a fool. And I think for a long time, people said that about Joe Biden. Like, they were, and you're like, well, how does a guy, like, kind of, you know, you kind of got to be a super political athlete to rise even even to that level, you know, even the, the baseline level of politics. I'm not saying you're an athlete or you're smart or anything like that, but they're like running backs. They can just see daylight and they know how to go. So at some level, Joe Biden had to be kind of savvy. But, you know, obviously he's becoming mentally unfit and mentally unhinged. But it's amazing. I mean, can you imagine if Trump would have said those exact words MSNBC would be, oh, we have to do the fitness competency tests. Um, we should be an open revolt now. You know, like there, there would be no end to the bleeding and whining and crying. Should Trump have made that statement and then blase, blase, casually 
the news is like, oh, nothing to see here. He just threatened to use nuclear weapons and F-15s on you. That is such a bigger reason for, in my opinion, I don't know all the rules, but to me it would seem like that is such a bigger reason for impeachment than either of their sad little phony attempts at impeaching Trump. I mean, can you, could you attempt to impeach him over that? Because to me that is like unconscionable that that he would say that. It's, it's reckless and what he was basically saying is to the people is, I will use military force on you. Yeah. If you, if you continue to cling to your second amendment rights. But it just shows, well, okay, you're saying we don't have a chance because we don't have as good of a wep- uh, of weapons yeah. as the military does, but you're proving, well, at least uh, let's have a good fighting chance with having the weapons we do have, yeah. rather than, well, we have no chance if you take our guns away. Yeah, like, exactly. And you're already showing that you're threatening us. He basically so. made the argument for the Second Amendment, if you have it to, which, is, which was why the Second Amendment was put down. If you, that your weapons are to protect you from a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. It was one of the smartest things the founding fathers did. And here's the crazy thing. The entire world knows it. No matter how crazy the world gets, I very much highly doubt that you will see an invasion of U.S. soil succeed or even actually happen. Because every country in the world knows there is a gun behind every blade of grass. Most countries, that's not the case. You know, countries invade each other all the time. The average common people don't have weapons. They don't have hunting rifles. They don't have uh, home defense rifles. They, they don't have a lot of that stuff. And so it's, it's generally easy for them to fight the people who have military weapons and not have to worry about the civilian populace that they can then use and abuse. Well, not so in the United States. We're all armed to the teeth. And it's just, it's an amazing issue that the Democrats don't seem to be able to get away from, because I doubt we're ever going to lose our weapons in any sort of legal or peaceful manner. But having said that, they are now sort of reaching that end game, and it's clear. Like, now you did one other thing. In making that statement, he has absolutely confirmed what I think there is a growing chorus of people in the United States beginning to really come to believe that many of us have believed since November 3rd, which is that this man was not elected. Hmm. Now, I know we get into crazy conspiracy theory and stuff like that. Some of you believe that. Some of you don't do that. But I always remember when I took a history course, um, they went and they looked at this one Assyrian king and and they, they looked at, he was accused of something and he built all these monuments and did all these carvings claiming to be innocent of the thing he was accused of. And they use that as a rule to say, like, whoever speaks loudest is the most guilty. That's the person, you know, the per, it's, it's Shakespeare said, the lady doth protest too much. It's this administration has gone out of its way to prove that it probably most likely is not legitimate. You would not make that statement that you will violently, with our most extreme weapons, repress the populace if you in some way, shape, or form did not feel legitimate. And I've heard reports, and actually from people that I know, and there are all these, there are some very, very strange things going on. And I kind of keep asking for confirmation. Does anybody know what's going on with DC? And sometimes people will say something, and a lot of times people say nothing, and then sometimes you'll see some videos of boarded up buildings and things like that, and sometimes people refute those. But I do know that actual Washington, D.C., as I understand it right now, according to one person that I trust, looks like a North Korean detention camp. Mm -hmm. 
these are not people that are comfortably elected. These are people, I, I believe, and that statement yesterday confirms that, who are aware that they are guilty and are taking steps to protect what they have gotten by ill-gotten gain. That threat, well, you can't do anything about it. I'll use violence on you. You know, yeah. that's that's what the common thug says. Go ahead and call the police. I'm going to beat you up and stab you here. So, again, like, they're acting like guilty people. Yeah. If you weren't guilty, you wouldn't need to do these things. But instead, they are clearly afraid of something. There, there are, you know... Uh, there's a lot of things happening that aren't being reported. Apparently today, a building, it looked like two buildings, collapsed in Miami. No one saying anything. Yeah, it looked like maybe it was a four set, four kind of towers that yeah. were all a part of one building. And like yeah. one tower first collapsed and then the another uh, an adjacent one yeah. collapsed. But all part of the same building, I think. And the early report that I heard was that um, there was heard screaming inside the building. That mm. people were trapped. Um, and I, you would think like, this should be a major news story, you know, but it's not, nothing is a major news story. It's weird how everything is now shrouded in secrets. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's another clue that tells me, I don't think this government is legitimately elected. For sure. Plus for, for weeks now, off and on, we've been seeing a lot, but not a lot from mainstream at all, but from one person that we watch who's pretty legit a lot about the internet attacks, but like, I mean like, yeah, that's another in more thing. detail yeah. than they're talking about publicly. Like that so many, what do you call them? Like internet Nodes, carriers sites site? yeah, are going down. Like that's yeah. the thing that no one is talking about is we are in the middle of an unprecedented cyber war mm-hmm. and no one's saying anything. I mean, with, with the administration, it's hunky dory and they're still apparently manipulated by, Il Donaldo, El Supremo, Trump. Trump says he's going to go to the border, and Kamala takes her hoe ass off down there as fast as she can get there. Finally, yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's like what it took. that. The, that's not leadership. No. Like, there's no leadership, and now we're getting down to threats and weirdness. Like, the level of weirdness coming out of the government itself is unprecedented, and it's weird. Everything that they accused Trump of, like they're actually they're actually becoming guilty of. Like, that's that's the weirdest part of this entire thing. But it shouldn't seem weird to us because we were always told, and it, we've always seen it to be true, that the left always projects. Left always projects. And it has been true at, at every step. What's What do you lean toward with the D.C. thing? Do you think that it's true that that all those buildings are boarded up. I mean, we did we did see that the FBI one was. I mean, we saw a video of that that looked pretty legit. Yeah, is it is it just construction? Are they just moving around? I mean, like, they are definitely not showing the flag. So, you know, like, they are not definitely, like, you know, when Obama came into power, everybody went to D.C. because they accused D.C. of being too sleepy under George Bush. And there was this sort, sort, sort of whole, you know, um, power intellectual hipster craft renaissance the party was on, the, the, the elite complex was back in the game. And that didn't happen with Biden. There wasn't this sudden surge to get back there. Um, I think that there, there are just too many unusual sort of things going on that are, are making me wonder, like, well, you know, what's the real story? Um, why is no one talking about Ukraine? There, You know, okay, so then you go over and is anybody on the news talking about 
the confrontation between Russia and England yesterday, where a British warship got too close and and the Russians warned them off, and then today said, "You do that again, and you're going to have another." So like, there there definitely is some sort of like there's a lot of weird machinations going on, and the news isn't talking about it, and and we're still going after, you know, the MAGA grandmothers, which was the most hilarious thing. They came out where they said, you know, oh, all these insurrectionists and these these violent vet bros and and the boogaloo and like the first indictment is on a MAGA grandma. That's so and you're crazy. like, I, I don't think I don't think your rhetoric is matching the reality. No, not to mention all the like. N- now that it looks like the FBI was seriously involved in yeah. instigating it and and kind of causing it. And then here's another final other little thing that Dan Bongino has been covering which is very interesting is everybody's or they haven't they haven't heard about um I want to get his name wrong Dong Li Zhen or something like that. Something like yeah, that. Something yeah, I can't like remember. That, who's the Chinese counterintelligence spy master who's supposedly dumping um on us to our own intelligence agency. The story takes another twist and gets a little weirder. Apparently, Dong is in the possession of uh, the DIA, which is the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is the military version of the CIA and things like that. Um, the, CIA, the, the, the deep state came out and said, oh, this is all false. There, this, this is not going on. The word on the street is the DIA is not showing, not sharing, because they are concerned that both the CIA and the FBI are compromised by China. So... Our own intelligence services are now going to war on each other. They're, they are, our, our military intelligence service is worried about being compromised by China. Whether Dong is true or not, it's a Tiffany Dover. He beats the drum mm-hmm. situation. Uh, if Dong is not in uh, custody, China, why don't you just go ahead and show us a picture of Dong? Show yeah. your Dong pictures. <laughs> um, but And Dong has been photographed before. But, uh, and has done events. So, like, it would be very easy for China to say, oh, Dong's not captured. Dong is right here. But the DIA is, you know, it's it's intimated the DIA has Dong. And Dong won't even share him with the deep state, which is really now the FBI and the CIA. Um, because they're concerned about their loyalties. So we have that setting up. We have uh, what seems to be a fortified Washington, D.C., um, we have a growing rebellion among moms and parents uh, uh, going after critical race theory. I guess I would make the statement, I think we're in revolt. I think we're in rebellion. I think you could call it a cold rebellion. But I think, you know, we're not kinetic yet. But I do believe we are now in rebellion. There are portions of the government that don't trust other portions of the government. There are two parties that... um, are, I think the mainstream elements are aligned, but then there is, we, what we have to do is we have to say that, you know, as much as they want to call Trump a cult, if we always use what, you know, the SJWs always project, and that tells us the left is actually a cult. And really, again, I've really found that to be true. Whatever the left says, if you just go ahead and reverse it and make it the opposite, you are, I would say, 98.9% guaranteed to find out that that is actually the truth. So... We have, we have the MAGA party, let's call it that, which is really the populist party, going against the establishment party. And we have to kind of shed these left-right things. 
Um, we can't think of Republicans and Democrats because it really is clear that they're on the same side. We can't think of the government as uh, being for us. The government is clearly against us. They're making, I think the left is now making moves to use the police against us. I actually, I'm not going to talk about that on this podcast, but I actually had that happen to me very recently where someone attempted to use a police officer against me. It was clearly a left-leaning person. Um, got handled. The police really realized what was going on. But that does seem to be out of the playbook now. And that's something to be concerned about. So I think we're in revolt. I don't want us to be in revolt. I think we have enough enemies in this country, uh, in, in this world, to be concerned about as Americans. I actually don't think, um, ideologically, most of America is all that far apart. I think that there are bad actors, especially on the side of the left, not necessarily on the right. I'm not going to play that uh, this or that game. I do, I do believe that the left is absolutely um, desirous of breaking the United States, whether it is to rebuild it or whether it is to move China into supremacy. I don't know, but you'd have to be blind or disingenuous to disagree with that statement right now. And so I do think that we're in open revolt. We are seeing the revolt in the school systems. We are seeing a revolt in the intelligence services. Um, we are seeing a purge in the military to get rid of who? People who are not woke. We are seeing a vilification by the left of anybody that does not think like them. The name calling, the intelligence labeling, you know, you're lame, you're stupid. That happened with the, uh, the football player uh, yeah, this week who said, I'm not going to take the vaccine. And the left came out and said, oh, no, no, you're dumb. I didn't realize how dumb you are. So, and then I've also seen on the ground in California, the two-state vaccination system. You're, if you're willing to get vaccinated, you don't have to wear anything. If you don't want to get vaccinated and you have objections over the science project, then you're going to wear a mask, you de stupid, deplorable person. And I've seen the look in people's eyes. And I've seen, it's just, it's, uh, and they're using... The corporations have definitely chosen to join that side. I don't know why. Um, the corporations probably will suffer the most under leftism. So I'm just going to call it. I'm not advocating it or whatever, but I'm seeing a revolt. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Well, speaking of revolts, do you have any thoughts? And I don't think I, I don't think we have a definite stance on this. I think we would like this to be true. But do you have any thoughts on? Um, a lot of people are kind of saying that the outcome of the audits, which definitely seem like they are going to come out in our favor. Like, I don't think that's very much in question that that's likely, but that the audits are going to be so, the evidence is going to be so massive that it would, uh, basically those states would decertify and recertify for Trump and that Trump would then kind of officially be the, the rightful winner. Anyway, some people really think like Trump's going to be reinstated in August. Do you have any thoughts on that? And mainly if that even gets attempted, which I think would be great. We were kind of thinking like, Oh my gosh, the riots are going to be off the hook. So yeah. I don't know. I wonder what your thoughts are on all of that. Um, I would have my first statement would be, um, things never happen until they happen. And there's a lot of people who like to say things like, oh, that's never happened before. And so it can't happen. Mm -hmm. But 
there's a first time for everything. And I would beware of anybody sort of executing this major certainty because that's all you see on people on the news. Like, I'm so certain about this thing. We just went through four years of the absolute certainty of uh, Trump and the P-tape and the Russia collusion hoax. And actually, all I ever saw was Trump kind of stand up to Russia and then as soon as Biden got in, who was, I'm going to get tough on Russia and uh, and I'm going to look uh, Biden and uh, Putin in the face and uh, come on, man. You know, like he didn't do anything. He folded. And in fact, Putin immediately got his pipeline. So I'm, I'm very wary about certainty right now. And, and anybody who says, well, it can't happen. Well, it has happened, actually. It has happened in lower offices. There have been elections that have been overturned. Like, I mean, we are in like... I don't think to use precedent right now is a great path to navigate by because we are in some very seriously wild times. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I think that the left is losing the vast majority of people. I think we're seeing a desperate bid to hold on to that as the media like sheds all desire to be truthful in news, sheds all desire to entertain for this constant drumbeat of everything's fine, we're totally in charge, you're an idiot, let us think for you. So there are there are those things to be concerned with right there. Having said that, you and I are not Q people. And and here's one thing that I would say, like, I had heard people talk about Q stuff and like, they're all crazy. And then sometimes I'd heard some Q things and they were crazy. And then sometimes I heard some Q things and they were interesting. And sometimes I heard some Q things and they were kind of right on. So, but I'm still not a, a Q person because I'm not really any kind of person. I just kind of, I, I weigh and observe as I go and mm -hmm. I think about those things. Um, but it was interesting. Steve Bannon was on Tim Pool the other night. And I think that if you have an opinion of Steve, Ban Steve Bannon, it is most likely formed by the media and the internet, who was telling you Steve Bannon was some kind of Svengali, grifter, strange dude, um, uh, crazy, all these kinds of things. And I watched him on Tin Pool dealing with classical liberals. And he, um, they absolutely said, it's weird. Um, I've heard so much about you and none of it is true in what I'm hearing right now. So you, the, the, media, the media can be incredibly damaging. And, and I think, I think we're, we're in a time where the media is now losing credibility. And I think one of the dumbest things that they could do was double down on the whole, um, we want to lock you up and we want you to do everything through zoom meetings. Cause I think that's going to bite them in the butt because decentralized media and meetings just took off through podcasting and Zoom and stuff like that. And so people are now getting the chance to evaluate on their own instead of being force-fed through CNN, MSNBC, whose numbers are absolutely tanking. You know, like Potato Man is like, you know, just like you can, you can smell the fear and desperation mm -hmm. and the tears as he cries into his pillows as his ratings tank, you know. <laughs> and so I'm just saying people are getting a chance to evaluate for themselves so I don't know about the Q stuff and you're not a Q person or anything like that. But I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast will, will send me stuff and I like that stuff and I like it sent us on some topics. So like 
I'm not saying we're in a Q territory here, but I am interested to know what people think about the audits. I have a tendency to believe that the only thing that the audit will do is correct the next election. I don't think it can save this election, but I don't know. Like, again, I wouldn't use precedent. I think we're in a very wild time. I think that if you don't think revolutions haven't happened bloodlessly and in an instant because someone chose not to go along, then you don't understand Ferdinand Marcos in the Philippines who ordered his own gunships to fire on his people. And the gunship said, no, we're not doing that. And that was the revolution. That's awesome. You know, like things can change. And I think it is going to come down to the police and the military saying, we are no longer going to enforce your unconstitutional draconian degrees. And you will see as they get more and more desperate. And that's one of the things I've noticed about the left is there's never a chill moment. There's never a, we've taken this many gains Let's let's consolidate. Let's pull back. Let's, let's normalize. Yeah. It's just like, nope, we're on to the next craziest because I do think it's this weird sort of Jim Jonesian death cult that keeps like that constantly needs this drama, constantly needs a crisis, constantly needs an enemy and constantly needs to have this momentum of destruction to keep feeding the cult. I would tell you this. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you uh, uh, this, and then I'm going to tell you something. You know that you can take with a grain of salt, or or whatever you want to do. But the thing that I would tell you is, if you can't feel that we're at a moment of crisis, and something very big is about to happen, and I have a feeling it's in their playbook. I feel that we're being pushed towards a conclusion. Then you're not paying attention. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I have a feeling that it's going to be the tanking of the stock market. I think it's going to do something with martial law. I think those two things are coming. I think that when Biden says the things that he's saying, they're not accidental. I think he's trying to push for a response. If we, if our side should be given any credit, it's that we have not taken the bait. And it's for that they literally needed to manufacture the sixth to, to create like an issue. And, and I think they've done that before and I think they'll do it again. I think they're trying very hard to do it. The next tip off I think you're going to see is some kind of political assassination. Mm, Really? I think, I think once we see a political assassination and I would distrust it highly, whatever it is, I think that's going to be the push towards this next big crisis move for power and consolidation of power where I think it gets a little sketchy for people who aren't in power. So I'd say that. That's the, that's the thing that I think is a sensible move through. I'd like to hear everybody's opinions on what will happen if the audits point towards the fact that Trump was robbed. What what do you think would legitimately happen? What do you think illegitimately will happen? Like, just what are your thoughts? And And don't be afraid to be a pessimist about it because I think that's probably the safer course. But I also say, like I said, I wouldn't put it past something wild to happen. I wouldn't put it past a national revolt or even if you ha- if you're having the DIA jump in against the CIA and the FBI, I wouldn't put it past a military, you know, and I know that that was one of the key things and blah, blah, blah. There, there are some serious people who are saying there is something that's going to happen in August. I haven't researched that enough, but I've heard that chatter enough 
to know that that's developing. So if you have thoughts on that, uh, you can share back channel with me because some people feel more comfortable doing that. You can share it in the comments and we can just talk about that because I would like to know what's going on and we learn from you. So that's the legitimate sane thing. I'm doing a lot of air traffic controlling with my hands, but that's how I get through my points. Almost like the Elvis, Elvis karate, karate. too. Yep. So here's the super crazy thing I'm going to say, and it's just an observational notice on the ground. The, I, you know, maybe you don't believe in God or Satan. Maybe you don't believe in angels or demons and, but maybe you believe in spirits. I don't know. Whatever it is. I, I, I have a tendency to think that there are very few true agnostics or, or true atheists. I think there are very few true atheists who say, you know, it's just all science and math. And that's, I think a lot of people say, hey, it might not be what you think it is, but I think there's something. Okay, so let's just leave it right there for right now. I'm going to call it a spirit world and I'm going to say demonic demons. There, There is something on the ground that is heavily demonic going on right now. Like, and, and I, a lot of the times I'll use the homeless population as a guide for how crazy things are. The homeless in California and Orange County have passed any sort... Like, they're screaming in the streets at the top of their lungs. They are violent. This is not things like I've heard on the news. This is stuff I've seen with my own two eyes. Like, they are unhinged on... And I've seen a lot of homeless throughout my life. And being in L.A. with you during your opera career. But there is a... With the homeless population... The, it is out of control. Something is really agitating them and bothering them collectively. A lot of times you see a lot of homeless, they keep to themselves and they're very quiet. And a lot of times they don't want to bother anybody and they don't want to be bothered. That's a big problem with homelessness. Like a lot of people will go out of their way to treat them, to help them. Hey, we'll get you off the shit. And they're like, nope, just want to be left alone. That's what I want to do. That's something that is legitimate about the homeless community. That's something you can know. But for some reason, they are now, like, agitated. You know, like, you would you would look at cattle or animals or dogs, and they all start barking. You're like, in California, you'd say, oh, is that an earthquake? Is that going on? It almost feels like that. And I, I'm kind of attributing that to the spirit world. I think homeless people, a lot of the times, are affected by the spirit world. So, again, this is the hippy-dippy stuff. You, you know, your mileage may vary on that. I'm just saying, hey, this is an observation that I make. I'm a believer in this, the supernatural and the spirit world. And I would say, I think something is going on there. Um, the other thing, too, is I'm the level of violence and aggression. Like, just with people on the road, people on the streets, confrontations, you, everybody's kind of looking to scrap. Yeah. And I think that, I think a lot of times that's kind of related to the supernatural. So... Those would be, those would, like, I say all that to say, if you can't feel that something's about to happen, and I think there's a plan something about to happen, and then I think there's a little something extra no one counted on. Something's about to happen. Yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah. So, if you're, tell me what your thoughts are. Dive in. I mean, this is the craziest podcast in podcast world, so you can say anything you want. You're not going to get judged. No one fights in our comments. We have a good time, and all all players are welcome. You can you can play your cards and lay it down. No one's going to shame you in the comments. Just let us know, and you really do inform us and help us. So we're we're really cool with it. Uh, I think now we're going to go have a little Japanese hibachi.
That sounds what good. What drink are you going to have? Uh, I think I might have one that they call use responsibly but use is spelled y-u-z-e because it's a play on yuzu because uh-huh. it has yuzu in it <laughs> yeah and what's in that um let's see that has t- el tesoro blanco tequila Ooh. yuzu simple syrup and expressed orange Ooh. Yeah. expressed orange yeah express yourself <laughs> wasn't that a madonna song yeah you liked madonna liked a few of her All songs. teen girls like Madonna. I didn't like, I mean, at first I didn't. I remember when she was like, you know, material girl and all cool. that. It, no, it was just like a little before my time, before I really listened to music like that. So I was like aware of it, but it wasn't really my thing. But I did like like the Vogue kind of era. Uh, Vogue, Vogue. That more of like her middle, I guess you would say. Middle Not the period. early stuff, kind of the middle stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. But I mean, she's You're a Madonna such... revivalist. But then she did even later stuff. She's but, crazy now. But yeah, she's yeah. such a shrill harpy now yeah. with Oh, that like no. Madonna, Madonna is the worst bar in Vegas at six thirty in the morning now. Exactly. I've said that before. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my quotes I'm I've known for. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, please support the podcast. Subscribe down there for five dollars a month, or go in for the whole year, or uh, be a foundation member and get a little memorabilia, something extra. Um, or just keep subscribing and listening. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd share it on your social media channels. There is a share button. And that's just us, and we love doing it, and we hope you're liking it. Maybe we're doing too many podcasts a week. If you want us to take it down so you can get your listening time in, we can do that for you. Or if you want more, just say so. And if you're really enthusiastic, please consider subscribing and keeping this channel open. I feel like I'm being forced off Facebook. I know Galaxy's Edge is being forced off Facebook. Um, so I, I've got to develop this channel so that I can still get in touch with everybody. And I'm hoping to get to 10,000 subscribers. And then I'm pretty confident I'm going to walk away from Facebook and just communicate through there. It's really too much of a minefield for me over there. And the reality is, I, I, yeah, I say a few radical things, but now they're coming after Galaxy's Edge and uh, which I don't even have anything to do with the fan page. I just like, uh, like people ask me questions and I'll say stuff. I don't do any posts and I don't say any political stuff because that's just part of the deal Jason and I have. We keep it very apolitical over there. Um, just a fun fantasy page, but they're, they're going after Galaxy's Edge hammer and tongs. They put COVID warnings on these podcasts. Um, I can, I, I can read the wind. They've got it out for me. So Supporting the, the, the podcast here and subscribing is a great way to keep, you know, my social media channels active and for us to be in touch. It's just a nice thing. You don't have to do it. I know everybody's doing what they are doing financially, but if you if you could, that would just be really great. It's really easy, $5 a month, or you can go in for the whole of the year, like I said, for 50 bucks. Basically, you get a $10 discount. That would be the way to go. Or be a foundation member and get some memorabilia direct from me that when I am in the gulag and I die there, you can sell on communist eBay as a collectible. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that sounds good. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I've just been thinking lately, and as you said with my fighting lately, it's not that I'm quite there yet. I'm not doing it, but I think we've both been feeling lately like it's maybe time to be a little more of a gray man, gray woman. Yeah. Like. You'd like to learn to gray more. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so crazy now. Like, I don't know. I'd say just like chill, blend in a little bit. And, uh, 
I don't know, because it's getting too crazy out there. It's sort of like, I just feel like, ooh, stay out of the fray. You know? Yeah, I get like that sometimes. Dangerous. I And I get I get some weird stuff that comes at me, um, people that don't like me. And, and I'm just like, why can't you just live your life, you know, without being involved with me? So yeah. I think there's definitely a disappearing moment for me, but it's not now. And sometimes people tell both you and I that we encourage them. Oh, yeah. No, so, I think with this You know, stuff... like, if we all go gray, then... Who's going to say anything? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, well, they, I'm, I'm not saying everybody can stand up and do stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to take a stand. Oh, for sometimes sure. Sometimes you got to say stuff. Sometimes you got to speak up. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. choosing your moments, though, wisely, yeah. where it will make a difference. But... That's why I wanted to do this podcast. Because yeah. I couldn't speak up on Facebook because everything I said got throttled. Or, you know, the crappy writer crowd would report me or they'd call my publishers that I work with and try to have my books blocked. Right. So I do that here because it's safer and they won't come over here. And I do it on a podcast because here's the thing you learn about the leftists. They're too lazy to actually listen or read. Mm -hmm. They just want the headline and they just want to be told who the bad person is so they can click debate on you. Mm -hmm. So if, if we do the podcast and sometimes I'll save the really inflammatory stuff like Epstein didn't kill himself. And probably McAfee didn't either. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but we can talk about that more. That guy was nuts. But, yeah, we did base McAfee on um, McAfee in Savage Wars, if that's a little tidbit you want to have. They were both kind of crazy. Um, hey, as, as one person said, don't put it past McAfee to have faked his own death and bribed his way out of Spanish jail with Bitcoin. So you might not have heard the last of that cat. Oh, that's an interesting theory. And that is the podcast.